Welcome into the Fun Astrology Podcast. TGI Friday, everybody. Thomas Miller, October 6th. Let's talk about some of the things that are in the sky that we should be aware of because we are now rounding the corner, basically, and we are entering eclipse territory. Here we are. More quality than quantity of things to talk about for the next three days. First of all, the moon is at home in Cancer. And you have that all day today and most of the day tomorrow because it doesn't move into Leo until 725 tomorrow night Eastern. The void, of course, begins at 310 p.m., so it's a little over just a smidge over four hours. And by the way, you can pick up Kristen's moon calendar if you have not done that. That will change monthly, and we will be rolling the new one out here coming up because the next new moon, which happens to be Eclipse Day, is a week from Saturday. But you can pick that up if you'd like. Today, Friday, is the last quarter, and then for the rest of the weekend, we're in the phase of the waning crescent. But her moon calendar shows it all, and it is available on the funastrology.com website. And while you're in there, hop over to our shop, which there is a link there on the homepage, and you can pick up t-shirts free through this weekend. Or you can go to spiritualdesigns11.etsy.com. Get a great t-shirt, and you get the opportunity to help us keep the wheels on the bus. So thank you. Appreciate every little bit helps. I think these cancer moons, when they come around once a month, we need to really focus on those days. And I mean, put it somewhere on the bathroom mirror. Get one of those sticky notes that says cancer moon and put it on your mirror because we I'm not telling you Aquarians what to do. <laughs> Everybody, it's a suggestion, just a suggestion. I'm going to do it. I am. I'm going to get a Sharpie and I'm going to write cancer moon and put it on there every day that we're in it because it gives us that extra little bump to tune inside. I mean, this is high timeline living right here because when the moon crosses in there and expands in that area, we want to take advantage of it. Why not open up? Why not be aware? Why not be more in tune? Fewer distractions during these days, fewer side influences that might close the gap and just open up that portal and let whatever needs to come through, come through. You have until Saturday night, then it's the end. The Void, of course, around 3 o'clock Saturday afternoon Eastern Time will wrap things up. Now, the next big thing of the weekend will happen. Boy, it will be will be our level up will be right at the crest of this because at 9.04 Sunday night Eastern Time, p.m., Mars squares retrograde Pluto. If you want to see Pluto at its strongest, well, we have this week and we will this weekend because it turns direct on Tuesday. Then right after that Sunday night at 9.10, Venus enters Virgo. Now, Venus in ancient astrology was in exaltation in the sign of Pisces. Virgo is opposite Pisces. So the ancients said that Venus was in fall in Virgo. Now, Steve Forrest comes along and he says, wait a minute, every symbolism is about your soul's path. Don't tell me that Venus is in fall or exaltation or anything else. It's just in Pisces, and it has a message for your soul that you'll be working through during this transit. So, And that's what the Elements series, by the way, is all about, are these placements and how to interpret them from a soul perspective. But you can observe and take your pick. You know what I'm going to do? I won't promise this, but I will look and see if I can find a good clip from the Elements series on Venus in Virgo. And if I find it, I'll play it on Sunday. I'm interested now, too, because that's where my Venus is. Eh, Maybe the ancients had something after all.
But hey, I'm living on my Venus line now, and so I and I love it. So uh, maybe there's some points there. Let's circle back. Mars squaring Pluto. The exact coordinates of that are 27 degrees 53 minutes, and that position of 53 minutes is as far backward as Pluto gets in Capricorn during this transit. So this is it. 2753 Pluto in Capricorn. You won't see this on a chart for another about 247 years. And even though when it moves back into direct and crosses back into Aquarius and then comes back into Capricorn, it won't get this far. And remember, the United States Sibley chart is 27 degrees 33 minutes. Same degree, different minutes. And that is the Pluto return for the United States. And in this position, for the very first time ever, a key leader, the number three person in line of the presidency, was removed from his position. And boy, has all the fallout now, the armchair quarterbacking is prolific on that. But now we have a different headline, a Mars-Pluto square headline. Vladimir Putin is threatening preparations for World War III. And we have Mars, the planet of war and conflict, squaring Pluto, the planet that represents everything about nuclear. And obviously just mentioning this all of a sudden strikes a nerve in just about everybody. But as we're facing the realities of the shadows in this chart, we have to face the reality of exactly what we just said. Mars is squaring Pluto in the sky on Sunday. And that Mars that just crossed over the south node of the moon is only about two degrees separated from it, and we saw what happened with it this past week. So is this one of those podcasts that's going to get the fear-mongering label? <laughs> Everybody, you know, whenever you try to present that, see, people can't look at the shadow side. That's what we do here. We look at the shadow side so that we are what? Aware. Once we've looked at the shadow, we flip it over to the other side, and then we choose what side we're going to participate in. And by the way, if you have not joined us for our Level Up on Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, come check it out. Go to the YouTube channel if you're not in our Facebook group. That's the easiest place to find it. Fun Astrology channel on YouTube, 8 p.m. Sunday night. We are on a roll. We had a couple of other people. One person had an unexpected Uranus, big Venus performance bonus at her job. Wow, she said it was sizable. We had somebody else who got a $250 insurance refund unexpectedly. So it reminds me of Catherine Ponder and her affirmations back in the 70s when they created their way right around an economic downturn. Well, we're going to be doing that, and I'm going to have more to say on that in the coming weeks ahead. But our Sunday nights are on fire, and I'd love to have you join us. What's the positive side of Mars squaring Pluto in a tense world? If you were to, say, pick the planets that represent power in the astrological chart, it would be these two. So any of you that have Mars on a significant planet in your chart know how it gooses the energy of that planet. I mean, Mars is super powerful. Pluto is even more so, and more so, and more so. So if you are a conscious creator, if you are doing the reality-creating techniques that we're talking about on Sunday night right now, and you want to change some situation in your life, you have double, triple, quadruple power to create and launch that over this weekend. And Pluto is still in that trying to Uranus, so you can say to the universe, surprise me, but make it big and bold and beautiful. You've got that Leo moon to help launch it with, too. 
All right, there's a lot more we could say about that, but I want to keep this down. <laughs> Sorry, went over a couple extra minutes. But that's the positive side of this aspect. Use that tension to really launch. It's like Think of a slingshot. Put a rock in a slingshot. Pull that back against that square, and then pow, and let her rip. <laughs> See you back tomorrow. Merriman, and then level up, and then Monday is Eclipse Week.